In today's episode, we hear from Charlie, who is a teenager, cannot wait to graduate high school and move out of the stupid state of Utah. That is her quote. Cool. Mary, my letter is from Dana. The subject she put was missionary to out lesbian in two short years. Wow. Can't wait to read that one to you. Okay. Well, all that's coming up. Hang on. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 18 of LDL Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. Well, all right. I kind of directed you. I kind of only looked at you out of the corner of my eye because <laughs> I kind of know how this goes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still a little bit asleep. And mm-hmm. we're, of course, behind. And we got to get this pumped out before you go to work this morning. And so we're on barely our first cups of coffee. That's true. I have morning crackly voice. I think it's a little sexy. Is it sexy, baby? I don't know. You tell me. I like it. I like it. Okay. Should we read them in our sexy morning voices? Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, We were out a little bit late. Not too bad, but um, Fanny Fact Check was here. Yeah. She took us out to a concert. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And we were rock, Um, paper, scissoring about, like, are the performers lesbian? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we weren't sure. Not that it matters, but no one cares. We were kind of talking about like <laughs> who are the straight performers who attract lesbians. We came up with Bonnie Raitt. She's straight, but lesbians flock to her. Okay. Um, who else did we come up with? Joan Baez. I don't know. I Joan think- Jett. We weren't sure. <laughs> yeah. How about Pat Benatar? Do people still go to her shows? Does she perform anymore? Yeah, she came. She came through. To, I didn't go to it, but does she attract lesbians? And I, she is I don't straight. Know. She's just a rocker. There were a lot of straight people last night. That wasn't true. just lesbians. So okay, fine. Why e- are we either way? It was a fantastic show. I I don't know because I'm still new to this lesbian thing, and I like to stereotype. She likes rules. You uh, want yeah. a hand, you want a handbook. You want someone to say, "Welcome to being a lesbian." Here is your handbook. Wait, you were just telling me I needed to write a handbook well, as I'm learning these things, but I don't know all the things yet. <laughs> but you're the only one who wants the handbook. I don't know. Other people might want a handbook. I don't know if I want the handbook. I just, as I am exploring these things, I like to say them out loud. Okay. So, yeah. Well, you explore all you want. I think there's probably a, a handbook that exists though, already. About how like to be Amazon. a new lesbian. But come on, it's going to change. Yeah. Like. On the yearly. Oh, okay. I would think. I don't know. You be you, baby. As new lesbian trends come out. Lesbian trends. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I certainly <laughs> haven't ever gotten on the trend bandwagon. Huh. I'm not trendy. Although I'm cute. You are very cute. <laughs> or super cute. She story. says modestly. And you do wear a lot of Pumas. Yeah, it's true. I wear like Vans, Adidas, Pumas. But does that make me a lesbian? Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent. Okay, my new favorite shoes are by Echo, E C C O. They're a pair of high tops. Oh, those, yeah. those, those kind of. What is the dog? Is the dog tearing something up? Um, I, I hear the I sounds of know. carpet being shredded. Oh, there's something being shredded. Should okay, I check we, it? Should yeah, I investigate? Go check, go check the shred. Leave it running. Bisky, what are you doing? So um, I'm going to keep talking. While our friends were visiting last night, oh, they he's got, got a bone. Okay, they left their luggage. I guess it was a backpack in the kitchen. I forgot to tell them that Domino is an expert at unzipping all things. <laughs> that and sounds creepy. <laughs> it is, I guess. But yeah. So we came uh, downstairs to record, and Domino promptly unzipped their luggage and just went through and picked out whatever he wanted to chew on and spread all over the floor. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's some interesting things. Yeah, he's a little shit like that. So anyway. Yeah, he's special. Mm-hmm. I investigated that. It's actually a Benabone. It's good to go. Okay, no um, carpet being shredded? 
Uh, I don't know. There might have been like pieces of carpet around it, but I mean, yeah. it's a throw rug, so mm-hmm. it's okay. Okay. It's not the rug that is in this place that we are renting, although he has shredded that. That's too. true. <laughs> We're going to have to replace all the carpet when we move out. They'll just charge us. That's if what that's security what I mean. deposits yeah. are for. Yeah. I, I understand why now they want extra deposits for um, dogs. Yep, for sure. Shall we get to a letter? Let's do it. Okay. Who's going first? Um, I guess I'll go. I think. Did Yours you are shorter, mine is longer. I don't remember. Okay, whatever. I'll go first. Okay, baby, go. Okay, this is from Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Charlie says, I'm once again emailing to say how much I enjoy the podcast and how much I continually find myself learning and feeling heard. Aw. Love that. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks That's for continually fantastic. listening. I love that. It's crazy to me hearing all the shit people go through. For sure. Mm-hmm. And mine doesn't even compare. You know what? It's not a, it's not it's a contest. competition. You don't, want, you don't want to win that award of having gone through the most shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it does make me feel better about leaving the church. And that is exactly what we want people to feel. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's not a who had it worse competition. It's nope. more of a, wow, I'm not alone. Exactly. Yeah. My whole extended family is Mormon. That sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. My grandparents on both sides had six kids, and all of their kids had four to six kids. God. And in this whole family, there are probably five or less people who are not Mormon. Wow. That's not very many. Mm -mm. I didn't realize how much homophobia and misogyny was around me until recently, and it's almost unbearable, I bet. Oof, it's got to be bad in those households. On my mom's side particularly— I am overwhelmed with the homophobia. Recently, I was forced to spend a week on a lake with these cousins, and I don't know how I survived it. Every moment was filled with comments on how gay people should just keep it to themselves and how the world is becoming more and more wicked. Oh, God. Hearing all of this hatred around me really opens my eyes to how homophobic and judgmental I used to be, and it really hurts. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's crazy about this is in the next paragraph, you're going to find out how young Charlie really is. So to me, Charlie, you are ahead of the game. If you can be a teenager and look back on your life yeah. and say how homophobic and judgmental I used to be, wow, you are super way ahead. Oh, yeah. You're of crushing, you're crushing people. it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Shelly got to be 40-something and look mm-hmm. back on her life Before and realize that. Before I look back that. on my life and say, wow, I sucked. I was yeah. doing a lot of things wrong as far as the way I treated people and the way I thought about people. Yeah. Right. So if you can figure that out now, that's amazing. Yep. Pat yourself on the back. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to go on. Um, I think the hardest part for me personally is knowing that when my extended family inevitably finds out I'm gay— They will talk about me with the same disgust that they talk about others. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's true. How did you feel about that, Shelley? Did you go through that? Um, Yeah, I still still go back to hearing my family members make comments about how disgusting lifestyle is and how it's evil and wicked. They haven't said that to me since I came out because my family, they're not jerks. They're not mean people. So they would never say that to a gay person's face. Yeah. But they have said it and they haven't come to me and said, wow, I said that thing and I actually don't feel that way and I'm sorry. So in my opinion, they still feel that way because they haven't bothered, uh, you know, correcting the record on that. Yeah. It's kind of, um, I don't want to say a mixed blessing. I don't know what to call it. But when you are sort of undercover in Mormonism in that you haven't made your voice known as to how you really feel about things, people will talk freely about how they feel. So that's how you find out that your family is a bunch of bigots or racists or homophobes or crazy-ass brainwashed people, because as soon as you announce that you are no longer a believer, they stop. 
Mm, yeah. Typically. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, of course, still families that will preach endlessly just to make you nuts. But my family has been the family that has just stopped talking about anything. You don't know how they feel. Well, I know how they feel according to the last time they spoke openly mm. about their feelings about certain things. Yeah. And they haven't bothered correcting that. So I just would have to assume that it's the that same. They still feel that way. Yeah. Because I know that we've definitely tried when we've recognized how, that we've made errors, that we correct things. That's to me, that's part of growth. That's part of becoming a better person. And my family hasn't, I mean, they know they've said these things because mm-hmm. I know the things that I've said. Right. And they haven't bothered saying, hey, you know what? Eesh. I didn't know that you were gay, and I said those things, and that probably really sucked, and I'm sorry. Yeah. They haven't bothered. I know. Because Mormons don't typically apologize. Yeah, what's up with that? I know. It's kind of like— Don't we all have things to apologize for? Of course, we all do. Have you ever made a joke thinking it was a safe joke or not really processing it, and then finding out five minutes later that the person that's sitting right there that you made the joke— it was very sensitive to them and you didn't realize it? Sure, of course. Do you just not say anything? No, right. you go to that person, you're like, shit, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and then you then you reevaluate your jokes and say, wow, I, I should probably not say these things. So why don't Mormons think, and when I say Mormons, I'm just stereotyping, but that's been my, my experience. Why don't they think, oh shit, I said that thing in front of a gay person. Uh, oof, I'm sorry. It's, you know yeah. what it is? Because they think they're right. And when you have God on your side, right, there's right. no need to apologize. Elder Oaks doesn't apologize. Yeah. My brother um, reminded me of that. We were we were talking to each other, complaining, I guess, about current happenings in the church. And my brother's still a member, but he was noticing as well, like how shitty these church leaders are being. And I said something about, like, if they could just apologize for shit they've done. I think we were talking about conversion therapy. And I was saying something like, I don't care if they now say, you know what, we probably shouldn't electrocute people. They still are pro-conversion therapy as far as like talk therapy, which is just as damaging. Mm-hmm. But my point was, they kind of were the pioneers in this electrocuting people for being gay thing. But they have never come out and said, oh my gosh, we were wrong. To the LGBTQ community who's still suffering because of what we have done, we are sorry. Yeah. And I was saying that to my brother, and he's like, well, you know, Elder Oak said himself, church doesn't apologize. Yeah, what's up with that? pompous piece of shit. You wow. have, and you have to not apologize because apologizing would admit that God didn't tell you to do this thing. Well, that's their first mistake. Yes. Is claiming that God actually talks to them. Right. They should just say, you know what? We are doing our best to interpret what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And this is what we came yeah. up with. And, and we we're, we're humans. Yeah. Humans are not actually God. Here's humans problem, make mistakes. Though. People want to follow someone who is flawless. Because it's safe. No, they don't. No, no, no. Mormonism, yes, you do. Because then you don't have to analyze your choices. You do what dude says that speaks for God, and you are, in your mind, following exactly what God wants you to do. The thinking has been done. You don't have to make choices. You just do what they say, and it's easy, and you feel righteous. It's bullshit. I'm just saying it that's is how, bullshit. Yeah. And they're the only ones I think that, well, I don't know. There may be other extreme religions that think that they speak for God too. But I think the bulk of Christian churches just are trying to do, even though they mess up all the time, mm-hmm. they're trying to quote, do what would Jesus do? Yeah. They're just trying to do the things that they right. think Jesus would do right. if he were here. But that's the quote. What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. There's no way to know for sure. Yeah. It's not like the quote is, Jesus said this. Right. Well, I mean, he did in the Bible, but not like today. No. Like, and Jesus tweeted me this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jesus didn't. Right. Um, no, I agree completely 
It makes me think of the non-denominational Christian church we went to for a while. I appreciated that the pastor, even when he came out and was like, we're not going to marry gay people, I didn't love that about them, but Mm -hmm. I I respect their right to believe that. But he also didn't say, this is how you need to believe, too. This is the only way. He was just like, this is what I get from the Bible. To me, this is what the Bible says, and that's what I'm going with. Mm -hmm. I still don't love it, but it's better than— God said. I am infallible. I am the prophet. I would never lead you wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, God it's, speaks to me directly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he admitted, this is my interpretation of yeah. it. I mean, he thinks he's right, but doesn't yeah. everyone think they're right? But he's not saying, God told me this thing. Right. Big difference. Yeah. It is a big difference. In my personal situation with my family, the only person who is still caught up in the judgment of gays is my mother. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what I get from her is almost like pity. Yeah. Not as much like, you know, how disgusting those gays are, but more like how bad she feels for me. I hate the pity. I don't know what's worse. No, I know. I get what you're saying. (laughs) It's almost like I'd rather have my parents be mad at me for leaving the church than to be sad that I'm so wayward and lost and miserable now because I'm not wayward, lost, or miserable. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is how much I'm disappointing Jesus. (laughs) I think Jesus is going to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the other one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, judgment comes in many forms, Mm, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me finish up this letter. That's a bit of a sidebar. Okay. Carry on, my Mary. Charlie says, uh, I'll just back up a little. They will talk about me with the same disgust that they talk about others. Mm -hmm. They will see me as that girl who strayed from the light, and I don't think I will be able to face them. That sucks. It does, and I understand it completely because it's in those moments when you're around your family that you want to sit them down and explain to them that you are not crazy. Right. And that you're not sad, and that you're not lonely, and that you're not blah, 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 that you didn't ruin your life by making this choice to leave the church, but, yeah. but they're not going to hear that. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is who I am. I'm a proud lesbian. They're I feel gonna, good They're about not going to hear it. They're going to say, you know, in their minds at least, wicked never was happiness, or whatever that stupid quote is. Um, I don't know that quote. Wickedness was never happiness. That might be Book of Mormon. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> they're not going to believe you when you tell them that you're good, that you're right. happy. Or that, and yeah. you know that they won't believe mm-hmm. you because yeah. they're going to just feel sad. Like, oh, she's so yeah. wayward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I feel you. She's falling away yeah, from sorry Jesus. about that, Charlie. It fucking sucks. I know. Yep. yep. Um, Charlie says, I'm sure they'll be reasonably nice when that time comes, but I will know that they are judging my every move. And that just really hurts. Mm-hmm. I get it. I exactly. Get it. it gets better, Charlie. It does. And Charlie's young. Has it said um, how old she is at this point? No, but she hasn't graduated from yeah, high school. She's a teen. It does get better. The more confidence I've grown in, with who I am and what I'm doing and who I'm helping and what my life is now, the less the judgment of my family bothers me. Yeah. Even when I know that they're silently judging me, and I know they are, of course they are, it bothers me less because of my confidence in what I'm doing and who I am. So Mm -hmm. it will suck at first, Charlie, but it does get better. It really does. It does. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to do that internal wrestle with being happy with who we are now, being proud of that, and the opposite of that, which is what our family thinks of us. Right. We wrestle with that internally. Yeah. But I think over time, it takes time, it takes practice, letting the feeling good about who you are rule out over those emotions and be the predominant emotion that you feel Mm -hmm. versus their feelings about you. And those feelings that they have will probably lessen over time too. Sure. Yeah. Also, I was going to say, Charlie, as you get older, 
not that I'm talking down to you by any means, but this has been my experience. As you get older or as you continue down your, your path well, in life. Well, you're hella old, Jelly. I am hella old, but it's not like <laughs> I needed to get older to do this thing. Um, as you start being able to sort of create your own friend groups, as you turn 18 and go to college or move out or whatever it is that your plans are, you start to create your group, your new family of people who get you and who don't judge yeah, you. Yeah, chosen family. Yeah, your chosen family. The, your family of origin is going to hurt you less. Like they won't have that power because you have support in your chosen family. Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure. Charlie says, as soon as I graduate high school. Boom, baby. I'm going to move out and leave this stupid state of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. Mm-hmm. And I hope then I can get somewhat of a fresh start. Yep, you absolutely will. You will. It'll be great. I'm currently still going to church every week. Oof. Ooh, I know that's rough. And even though I don't believe a word of it, I think she's starting to think it's all fake. What? <laughs> right on. Everyone still thinks I'm a good Mormon girl. I don't think I can step away from it while being surrounded by family, so I can't wait to move. Yeah, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. That's a lot to take on as a teen. As You know, period. That's a lot to take on. But as a teenager, when you don't really get to make all of your own choices at this point, sometimes it's best to just kind of kick that can down a little bit until you can actually leave because... What a shitty conversation to have to have to your parents when you're, let's say, 16. Tell them, I don't believe it. I'm gay. Whatever it is. But then still kind of have to do what they say because you live under their roof. Yeah. Like, that can really damage the relationship. Telling your parents who you are and having them still force you to do things that you don't agree with. Yeah. We have a listener. And I won't mention names because she hasn't written a letter to be read on our podcast. I'm just going to paraphrase her situation that she decided at 14 the church wasn't for her. And then at 15, her parents kicked her out. Mm-hmm. She had to put herself through college and eventually law school, I think. That's the story. Mm-hmm. And then reconciled with them at 23. But I think it's still a difficult relationship. It would, it would have to yeah. be. And it's something that I believe is difficult for her to even think about and talk about. Yeah. So, you know, it's challenging. As a teen, you know, you're in that situation. Do I speak my truth now and face the consequences now? Do I give it a few years and wait till I'm an adult and can maybe try to support myself or yeah yeah that's a tough decision yeah and I think that because Charlie is wrestling with these things so young this bodes well for the type of thoughtful person that you are going to be later in life absolutely yeah yeah you're gonna crush it Charlie kicks ass yeah. So hang in there. I know this is really hard, and I love our teenage listeners. I think it's fantastic. Oh, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal, which is why I was thinking when we go to um, do another live recorded podcast, whatever, um, in Utah, I'd like to have it at a venue where minors are allowed to come. Well, we did at the coffee place. We did. We did. I'll have to yeah. look around and see what they have and available. And we'll provide breath mints for those teens who have to go back home and talk to their parents. <laughs> we will not purchase anything illegal for the teen no, listeners. I'm oh, just the coffee. Just coffee gotcha. breath. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> that's funny. That's not illegal. That's so funny that we're worried about coffee breath. I was I thinking know. alcohol, but no, you're right. No, coffee breath coffee. is actually probably worse to come home smelling like, did you drink coffee? Exactly. I know. Yeah, I just still don't understand why hot beverages are wrong. <laughs> are you trying to make sense of this shit? But hot chocolate's okay. No. Don't get you're it. not going to make sense of Don't nonsense. get it at all. Yeah. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shall we take a break? Break time. Before we get to the next letter. Let's okay. do it. We will be right back. Mm-hmm. We're back. Here we are. Do you have a letter? I do. Oh, yeah. It's my turn. 
Sorry, I was waiting for you to introduce me properly. Uh, Shelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right, my letter kicks ass. Oh, Not okay. that yours didn't. They both do. Yeah. Um, uh, are we judging letters? No. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> this one comes from Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. Oh, that trick spelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, it's a new day, nah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> this is why I don't read the Patreon names. Um, yeah, it would be like, stop. <laughs> Take the list oh, away from okay. Mary. Because you're so much better at I it. I crush it. <laughs> Completely crush it. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. I feel like I can call you friends even though you have no idea who I am. Of course oh, you we know. Oh, we, oh, we know. <laughs> but I love your podcast. Oh, yay. Yay. My wife recently introduced me and I couldn't stop listening to the detriment of my productivity at work, but hey-ho, here we are. (laughs) As I listened, I wasn't really planning on reaching out. I didn't really have much. I thought that I could add to the wonderful dialogue going on as I am just under 30. Was never married to a man, nor do I have children. She dodged a bullet. Oh, good job, baby girl. Good job. (laughs) At the end of the missionary episode, you asked for experiences from returned missionaries, and I felt that this is an area that I might bring experiences to the table. Okay. I would like to share some of them with you. Nice. I like this, Dana. Here we go. First, a bit of background. I also come from Pioneer Stock. We crossed the plains with Brother Brigham, oh God, I'm sorry, and helped found a small farming community in southeastern Utah. My Hmm. parents actually still live on the land this many years later. Wow. I was born in the covenant, and even though my parents are divorced, both have been sealed to their current spouses. My grandparents on both sides have served missions. My uncle served missions. My patriarchal blessing talks about the serving a mission. (laughs) I received my blessing just before my 14th birthday. (laughs) One of those. Okay. Oh, is it a big thing? Like when you get your patriarchal blessing when you're all young, people think you're righteous and shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew from a very young age that I wanted, in quotations, to serve a mission. Uh The summer I turned 20, I went to work at Lake Powell. It was a temp summer job and I was super excited. I was still planning on serving a mission and had actually decided to take the next year off school so I could work and save up. But it was here that I met Lexi. Oh, dun, dun, dun. And I couldn't hide that I was feeling closer to her than just a friendship. Oh, it my goodness. terrified me. No. So when she asked me to move to Colorado with her to do a winter season at a ski resort, I fled, knowing that I would succumb to temptation eventually. Oh. I ended up in Fresno being a nanny for an aunt. While I was there, I went to six hours of church. I did three with her at the family ward and then three hours again at the singles ward. Oh, my God. I know. With an hour for mission prep on top of that. Oh, my God. I know. that. You know what? Oh, Didn't we talk about this before? It's it's the, the baby gays that are, are the ones you see reading scriptures on the school bus because they're trying to ungay themselves. Uh-huh. I know. Poor Aww, sweetie. That's okay. sad. Of course, because I was preparing for a mission, I had regular meetings with the bishop at the singles ward. It was in one of these meetings that I confessed my strong attraction to Lexi and asked oh, for no. guidance on my sinful SSA oh, nature. Oh, no. We know SSA means same-sex attraction. Yep, we sure do. The bishop had only this advice to give. If I would go and serve a faithful, obedient mission, the Lord would prepare a way for me to resist temptation, <laughs> marry in the temple, have a beautiful family, and endure to the end. Uh, and so I prepared, and I went. Uh, Fucking bishop. God, I'm so sorry. I know. In total, I served 22 months. Oh, wow. That- she was so trying to, to get <laughs> Jesus to take away her gate because the, the ladies only serve 18 months. Wow. So she just went, she went more. Yeah. She gonna, Jesus is going to take this gay away if I keep <laughs> preaching lies. Okay. 
In total, I served 22 months. I served a two-month mini-mission in my home stake between receiving my call and leaving for the MTC. I then served 18 months, and when I was asked to extend two more months to help with the gigantic influx of young missionaries after the age change. The age change? It was a few years ago. They said that the the women could go on missions at 19 instead of 21. Oh, okay. And the men could go at 18 instead of 19. Got it. While on my mission, several things happened. I, for one, lost myself in the work. I actually had a companion ask if I had any personality at all. <laughs> at the time, I thought it was a compliment, but really she was just being a bitch. <laughs> Second, I fell in love with a companion. I didn't know what was happening at the time, but I became very close with one companion about eight months into my mission. One day while we were out knocking doors, the light in the hall of the apartment complex we were in went off. Ooh, it's a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Spain, the apartment hall lights are on timers, so every so often you have to hit the light switch again to make sure the lights don't go out while you're there. Anyway, the light went off. I had the strongest urge to push her up against the wall and oh. kiss her. <laughs> Of course, I freaked the fuck out. I started screaming, turn on the light, turn on the light, not trusting myself to move and do it myself. She went over and hit the light switch and asked if I was okay. I did not tell her what happened and told her that I thought I saw a spider or something, and we moved on. I dove back into the work and pulled away from her as much as I could, and eventually I was transferred out of the area. Wow. Turn it off. Like a light switch. Okay. When I got home, I was the golden girl. I was the first Wait, sis- she was B. Arthur? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Mm, Continue. Try, try to resist. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first sister to serve in my family, and everyone was so proud. I continued to devote my life to the church, doing all the things. Scripture reading, praying, church going, calling, expanding, and occasionally dating boys. Mm. That sucks. The <laughs> next summer, I went on an exchange program to Germany. I mention this only to say that I had my first girl kiss while in Germany. Ooh. It was like fireworks going off in my head. I, I feel that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because Germany won the Men's World Cup that year, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's because I kissed a girl. <laughs> anyway, I when I it. got home from Germany, I started dating a man who was an RM, return missionary. His dad was in the bishopric. He checked all the boxes. And after two months of dating, he commented in passing that he and his friends were planning a proposal within like three months. A proposal? Like to her? Uh, yeah. for His him friends to... were in none? Listen— thing? Mormon proposals and shit. It's just this wacky... You know what? Hey, listeners, send in your wacky (laughs) proposal stories. Yes. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just Mormon's going to Morm. You can't... (laughs) Mormon's going to Morm. You can't make it stop. (laughs) It's funny. So we were on our way, and kissing him felt... Like Sunday school. (laughs) That sucks. I know what you're talking about, though. What do you mean, Sunday school? Uh, Like... I'm sure she means because this is I understand this completely. It feels like boring, n- not sexual, not <laughs> exciting, nothing erotic, nothing that you want to do more than once in your entire life. And something you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. But it was like, well, we've been out on four dates and I've met his family. I, I guess it's time. And oh, so my I God. went along. Yeah, it's Mormon. Wow. Mormon. Four dates? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. As a return missionary, I was required to go with one of the high councils to speak in sacrament meetings in every ward in my stake. On my last Sunday, I spoke, and I didn't feel anything. Mm. Words were coming out of my mouth, and I literally felt 
nothing. Wow. After the meeting, people came up and congratulated me, told me what a wonderful missionary I must have been because I speak with such a strong spiritual presence. And the guy that I was dating showed up. As I walked out of the building, I knew that this was all I could expect out of my church life. Just nothing. A feeling of emptiness. And so I never went back. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Literally, I walked out of that building and have not attended another church service since. Oh, my goodness. I dumped the man-child I was dating. (laughs) (laughs) It took me five more months to get the courage up to ask a girl out, but eventually I got there and have only dated women since. Wow. Good for you. My wife and I have been together now for four and a half years, married for three months, We are very happy, but religion is not something that we talk much about. Hmm. She makes fun of the church, and I get angry because I never went through the angry part of leaving the church. However, we both really enjoy your podcast, and listening to it has given us a safe space to talk about our experiences. Oh, good. Yay. So thank you both for creating such an amazing community and space for healing. I know this is long, so I will say so long, farewell, Auf Wiedersehen and adieu. <laughs> adieu. 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 Oh, God. To you and you and you. Stop it. Dun, 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 dun. That's what she's quoting. I know. <laughs> I, was, I didn't need doodly-doos and jazz hands to follow up. <laughs> anyway, Dana. Yeah. I love the subject line, missionary to out lesbian in two short years. Like, that is a yeah. lot of transformation it is. from being, you know, uber Mormon mm-hmm. to out. Yeah, for Great sure. Great job. And I'm sure you're processing so much shit. Take the time to do that. If you feel like you need to get angry, get fucking angry. That's part of healing. Yeah. So. And, um, you know, Christy Johnson was right at our meeting great when she said, you know, a lot of people avoid the Reddit groups and stuff and subreddits because, you know, wow, ex-Mormons just seem so angry. It's like, well, that's some, you know, you have to go through that sometimes. Yeah. And that's okay. It's part of healing. I will never tell someone... Stop being so angry about the church. Mm-hmm. Be what, angry about whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah. I, I don't get to monitor people's emotions about things they go through. It's just part of it. It's part it of is. grieving. Yeah. And I do see that a lot in some of the ex-Mormon groups that some people say, you know, we just need to move on. Just get over it. You've already left. It's healthier to not be angry. Don't don't tell people how they need to heal. Right. Sometimes anger is necessary. It was sure as shit was for me. And you move through it. And sometimes you visit it again. Yeah. And sometimes you're you kind of are off that one particular thing that triggered you before, but you know, that's just part of healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. And talking about it is the most important thing. Absolutely. And if it results in anger, that's okay. Yep. Try not to beat yourself up for angry feelings. No. You won't sit in anger forever. No, you can't. Sometimes your body needs that explosive emotion to just get it out. Yeah, and anger is that outward expression of hurt feelings, you guys. So what's really happening is you feel hurt by what happened to you. Mormons will say that this angry feeling is a spirit of the devil. That just shows that you are wrong for leaving the church because now look at you. You're angry and only wicked people or people who have succumbed to evil spirits are angry. Fuck that shit. We are super excited to have created this space for healing. We love that anger is part of it. Um, Just discuss this stuff. It's fantastic. We hear from other people that I wasn't ready to look at this stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was putting off listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're ready, then you listen. Yeah. And when you're ready, you start talking about it. Exactly. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's still some stuff to process. When you're ready to be a lesbian... (laughs) <laughs> be that lesbian <laughs> says Shelly you know <laughs> or if you're ready to be straight you know you do you whatevs <laughs>
<laughs> Just kidding. Or love everyone. Okay. That's also yeah, an option. Yep, yep. Okay. Shall we wrap this one up? Wrap it up. That was another good one. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody, for writing in. Thank you both to Dana and Charlie. If you would like to send us a letter, we hope you do. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Mm-hmm. Get in touch. I will reply to you. Okay. <laughs> oh, to me? I mean, sometimes to you, but when anyone else writes in, <laughs> hell yeah, I will reply. Might take yeah. a few weeks sometimes. Yeah. Um, I try to get to them, but we get we pretty pretty slammed here. So, yep. um, But I do appreciate all of the letters, and I do read every single one. Yep. And Shelly does eventually get to those replies. Yes. So hang in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. We will talk to you again mm-hmm. next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>